0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the good old days of radio show. I'm your host, John Tefteller, and this is actually our second podcast. It's the second podcast, but it's the first one for our Tuesday releases. And on Tuesday, we're going to do something different than we did on Thursday. Thursday was suspense and horror type shows. Tuesday is going to be drama, variety, and comedy with something for every member of the family. Um, like many of you, I grew up on Walt Disney films and even now there's Walt Disney films out there, although they are for the most part quite different than they were back in the 1940s and thirties and fifties. Um, the one we're going to feature today is Peter Pan. I think Peter Pan is still available out there to be purchased as a um, Blu-ray or DVD. But this is the radio version of Peter Pan. And you might wonder, how would they do a cartoon on radio? Well, very simple. They use sound effects, they make it like a cartoon, and you use your imagination to fill in the characters so you're not seeing them like you would if you're watching the cartoon. You're building those characters and what they're doing in your mind, and that is the power of radio. So um, when Walt Disney would release a major motion picture back starting with Snow White and going all the way up to the late 50s, he would also try to get a tie in with radio and the big big show for doing this was the lux radio theater which was an hour long program so we're going to go for uh, an hour here for the program hour long program and the the radio screen the screenplay from the film would be adapted to radio And in some cases, the original voice actors who did the roles in the film itself or the cartoon would be brought into the studio live before an audience. And they would do the show uh, a a slightly condensed version of the feature film. So what you're going to hear is a slightly condensed version of the film Peter Pan done for radio with some of the original cast uh, voices just like you would remember it from the film. So gather your your children, your teenagers, and anybody who likes great entertainment around the radio and use your imagination. Pretend you are not watching a cartoon, but actually creating the, the images of Peter Pan and his adventures with Wendy and the Pirates in your own imagination. Have fun. Lux
1: presents Hollywood. Lieber Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, brings you the Lux Radio Theater, starring Bobby Driscoll and Catherine Beaumont in Peter Pan with John Carradine. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings.
2: Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight I want you to go with me to Never Neverland. Because we're going to tell you one of the most enchanting stories of all time, Peter Pan. Peter Pan was created by the great playwright, James M. Barry. But it was was our own Walt Disney who brought Peter and his charming little friends to the screen for everyone to enjoy. And as our stars from the original cast, we have those two talented youngsters, Bobby Driscoll and Catherine Beaumont. We also will present John Carradine, a fine actor whom I had the pleasure of directing in one of his first pictures. Well, Christmas week is here at last, and I know you've done everything but roast the turkey. So now you can just relax and look beautiful. That is, if you've been very careful of your complexion and given it Lux soap care. Lux toilet soap will do wonders for your skin so that throughout the Christmas festivities you will have the fresh, radiant look that goes with Lux complexion. Now... Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook. The
3: second star on the right shines in the
4: All this has happened before, and it will happen again. But this time it happened in London, on a quiet street in Bloomsbury. Peter Pan chose this particular home because there are children here who believe in him. There's Wendy, the eldest, and John in the middle, and Michael, the littlest. To the boys, Peter Pan is the hero of all their nursery games, while Wendy not only believes in Peter, but is the supreme authority on all his marvelous adventures. Now, anyone who believes in Peter Pan also believes in his arch-enemy, the notorious, cowardly pirate, Captain Hook. Captain Hook, you know, is very aptly named a crocodile once devoured his hand, and in its place, he wears an iron hook where his right hand used to be. Uh, Uh, Pardon
5: me, not his right hand, sir, his left hand.
4: uh, Oh, uh, oh, to be sure, left hand. Thank you, Wendy. (laughs) Not at all. Anyway, the boys, John and Michael, like nothing better than to play at being Peter Pan and Captain Hook. For example... Just listen to them.
3: Blast you, Peter Pan. Take that and
5: that. You'll never leave my ship alive. Oh, yes, I will. I'll bring you to your knees, Captain Hook. Insolent boy, I'll slit your gizzard. Get back, you villain. cut pirate.
6: Boys, boys. Top it at once. <coughs> you too, Nana.
5: Hello, Father. <coughs> You're all Bill
6: <Grant>. Bill's rat. rat? <coughs> Not <coughs> you,
5: Father. You see, it's my turn to be Captain Hawk.
6: Yes, 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 of course. But uh, have you seen my cufflinks? <coughs> <coughs> uh, Nana, for goodness sake. Well, I didn't mean to step on your tail. I'm sorry, Nana. <coughs> now, where are my cufflinks?
5: Cufflinks? Yes,
6: the gold ones. Mother and I are going out tonight, and they say...
5: the buried treasure father's cuttings for the buried treasure you what don't worry father but first we have to consult the map now then by looking at this map good
6: heavens my full-dress shirt front my last clean shirt front how can I wear it tonight you've drawn your silly map all over my shirt front Mary look my best shirt
3: but it's only
5: chalk father it comes right off Michael now really it's not his fault mother it's in the story And Wendy
6: said... Wendy. Story. I might have known. Wendy, come here. Yes, Father. Stuffing these boys with a lot of ridiculous stories. Captain Crook, indeed. Peter Pirate.
5: Oh, Peter Pan,
3: Father. Poppycock.
6: Absolute poppycock. Now, now, George. Mary, our daughter's growing up. It's high time she had a room of her own. (gasps) Father!
3: (laughs) No, no, please. You heard me.
6: A room of your own, young lady. This is your last night in the nursery. (laughs) Yes, and you too, Nana. Out you go. Out, out, I say. (laughs) Poor Nana. George, dear, do you really think it's a good... There will be no more dogs for nursemaids in this house. Come along, Nana. We have a very comfortable doghouse in the garden, and there you will stay.
5: Goodbye,
6: Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana, indeed. What about poor father? Dash it all, Nana. Don't look at me like that. It's nothing personal. It's just an... Well, you're, you're not really a nurse at all, you know. You're... You're, well, you're a dog. And my children are not puppies, they're people. And sooner or later, people have to grow up. There now, sleep well, Nana. See you in the morning.
4: A few moments later, Mr. and Mrs. Darling were on their way to their party.
5: George, do you think the children will be safe up there without Nana?
6: Safe? Of course they'll be safe.
5: But Wendy said something about a shadow. I know. A... What shadow? Peter Pans. Wendy says she found his shadow. Oh,
6: Peter Pans. Uh, Peter Pans! You don't say. Good gracious, whatever shall we do? But, dear... Sound the alarm! Call Scotland Yard! Oh, Mary, of all the impossible fiddle-faddle, Peter Pan in...
4: Now, had Mr. Darling turned to look, he would have seen two visitors there in the moonlight, high on the roof. One of them looks very much like a boy which is only natural since he is a boy, none other than Peter Pan. But he'd have had to look more closely to see his companion, a very tiny companion, no larger than, well, than your finger, for she's a pixie, a very pretty, saucy little pixie. Her name is Tinkerbell. Now, Tinkerbell never talks, never says a word, but she has a special language all her own, and it sounds something like this. But I told
7: you, Tink, we had to fly down here to find my shadow. And just as soon as we find it, we'll fly back to Never Never Land. Well, there's the window. You ready? Here we go. All right, Tink. Now search the room. You look there, and I'll look over here. Just help me find my shadow.
3: It
4: was Tinkerbell who found it, lying in the top drawer of the dresser, just where Wendy had left it. Well... All I have to do now is glue my shadow back on. Then we can
7: go
5: to. Peter, Peter Pan! Oh, I knew you'd come there. Lie down, girl. You're supposed to be asleep. But you woke me up, and you found your shadow. Oh, I do hope it isn't rumpled. You know, Peter, you look exactly the way I thought you would. Oh, a little taller, perhaps. But then, oh, Peter, what in the world are you trying to do? Why,
7: well, I'm putting my shadow on, of course.
5: With soap? Oh, you can't stick a shadow on with soap. It needs to be sewn on with needle and thread. You sure? Oh, well, no, but I think so. Now I'll find my sewing things and stitch it on in no time. Of course, I knew it was your shadow the minute I saw it, and I said to myself, I said, I'll put it away for Peter Pan until he comes back. Oh, he's sure to come back, I said. And you did, didn't you, Peter? Oh, but what I don't understand is, Peter... How can I sew your shadow on if you keep flying around the room? Girls
7: talk too much.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my name is Wendy. Wendy Mora Angela... Wendy's enough. Oh. Now, how did Nana get your shadow in the first place?
7: She jumped at me the other night. Over there at the windowsill.
5: But what were you doing on the windowsill?
7: I came to listen to your stories, of course.
5: My stories? Oh, but they're all about you.
7: That's why I like them. I tell them the lost boys.
5: The lost boys? Oh, I remember. They're your helpers. Oh, I'm so glad you came back. I might never have seen you. Why not? Because I have to grow up starting tomorrow. Grow up? But that means no more stories. Not even one.
7: No, I won't have it. Come on. Come on? But where? Back where I come from. Never, never Neverland. Never, never
5: Neverland? You'll never grow up there. Oh, Peter, it would be so wonderful. I... Oh, but what would Mother say?
7: Mother? What's Mother?
5: Why, you mean you don't know what Mother is? Oh, mother someone who who loves you and cares for you and tells you stories. And... Good. Now, come on to the window. And when I tell you to, no, no, jump. No, no, Just a minute. I I have to pack some clothes and leave a note. And, oh, I'm so happy. I, I think I'll give you a kiss.
7: Keep quiet, Tinkerbell. What's a kiss?
5: Well, uh, uh, a kiss is... Uh, just stand still and I'll show you. Oh! oh, what is it? What's in my hair? Oh! Oh, who's pulling my hair? Tank.
7: Tank, now stop it.
5: Oh, what in the world?
7: Tinkerbell, I don't know what got into her.
5: Well, all I was going to do was give you a... Oh. Oh, I see.
7: She certainly got mad
5: about something. Jiminy! Michael, wake up! Look! Oh dear, we've wakened my brothers. Oh, Peter Pan, I'm Michael. And my name's John. How do you do? And look, John, a firefly. Oh, no, Michael, not a firefly. A pixie.
7: <laughs> she says you're a big, ugly girl.
5: Amazing. Simply amazing. Well, come on,
7: Wendy. Let's go. Where
5: are we going? To Never Neverland. Never Neverland? Never mm, Peter's taking us. Us? But but of course. Oh, I couldn't go without Michael and John. Captain Hook is in Neverland for land, is he not? I should like very much to cross swords with the real buccaneer. Yeah, and fight pirates, too. Well,
7: all right. But you'll have to take orders.
5: But But how do we get to Neverland?
7: How? Why, we fly, of course.
5: Oh, but we can't fly. Of
7: course you can. It's easy. All you do is... is, uh... Gee, that's funny.
5: What's the matter?
7: Don't you know? Oh, sure. It's, it's just that I never thought about it before. Now, let's see. That's it. You think of a wonderful thought.
5: Any, Any happy, happy little, little th- thought? Uh-huh. Like toys at Christmas, sleigh bells,
3: snow?
7: Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. It's easier than pie. He
3: can fly. He can fly. He
7: Now you try.
5: I'll think of a mermaid lagoon. Oh, underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I think I'll be an Indian brave. Now everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly. We can fly. We can fly.
7: This won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh. And something I forgot. Dust.
5: Dust?
7: Yep. Just a little bit of pixie dust. All right, Tink. Scatter some pixie dust. You should say not. Well, I say you shall. It's an order.
3: Fairy dust. All over us. Just like moonbeams. beans. Now,
7: think of the happiest things. It's the same as having wings. Let's all try it just once more.
5: Look, we're rising off the floor. Very neat. Oh, my. We can fly. You
7: can fly. We can can fly. fly. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Off to Never Never
3: Land. Think of a wonderful pond And these merry little ponds Think of Christmas, think of snow Think of way down off you go Like reindeer in the sky Still awake, you see him wink his eye, oh, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly.
4: And so they flew out of the house into the starry night, and they flew over Bloomsbury streets and over the spires and towers of London Town, and higher and higher and higher. All in all, a most exhilarating experience, except for Tinkerbell, that is, who's just a little jealous and doesn't like the idea at all. Anyway, when the city disappeared underneath the clouds and the stars grew bigger and bigger.
5: Where is it, Peter? Which direction now to Never Never Land? There it is, Wendy.
7: The second star to the right and straight on till morning.
3: Think of all the joy you'll find when you leave the world behind and bid your castle. goodbye. You can...
1: turn with act two of Peter Pan. Here's Francis Scully, our Hollywood reporter. You in a holiday mood, Francis? Oh,
5: I certainly am, Ken, because tomorrow night I'm attending the world premiere in Hollywood of Knights of the Round Table, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's first production in Cinemascope, starring Robert Taylor, Ava Gardner, and Mel Ferrer. Ah,
1: it'll be a thrilling evening. I understand the sword fights and battle scenes between thousands of armored knights are simply magnificent in Cinemascope and Technicolor.
5: Well, I'm looking forward to one of the most famous love stories of all time. Ava Gardner is the beautiful Queen Guinevere in love with King Arthur's most heroic knight, Sir Lancelot, played by Robert Taylor.
1: It sounds as though Knights of the Round Table is the perfect story for Cinemascope, Francis. How about the close-ups of the three stars?
5: Oh, bigger and better, Ken, as everything is with Cinemascope. I think those Taylor Gardner love scenes will make a lot of pulses beat a little faster.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, Francis, I might not be a star to quicken the pulse in front of a camera, but... I know one thing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'll bet I wash dishes better than almost anyone in Hollywood. Uh-oh. You see, since new Lux liquid detergent came on the market, well, you just can't go wrong. Lux liquid was made especially to make the job of washing dishes lots easier. It dissolves grease so fast, gets rid of it quickly. One teaspoonful, for instance, will do the dinner dishes for a family of four. And the lady of the family will like its mildness, too. It's Luxe mild so she'll never have to worry about her hands. Lux Liquid is about the next best thing to a dishwashing machine. And Lever Brothers naturally will want to return your money if you aren't more than satisfied. Now, our producer, Mr. Cummings.
2: Act Two of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter, and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook and Bill Thompson as Smee.
4: While Peter Pan and Wendy and John and Michael, oh yes, and Tiny Tinkerbell, well, while they're flying to the island of Never Neverland, what of Captain Hooker, Captain Hook and his villainous pirate crew? Well, they're exactly where Peter left them on board their ship, riding at anchor in Never Neverland Never Harbour.
3: Oh, a
6: pirate's life is a wonderful life for all being over the sea. Give me a career as a buccaneer, oh, the life of a pirate for me. Oh, the life of a pirate for me.
4: Alone on his deck, Captain Hook bitterly contemplates the map of Never
6: Neverland. Blast that Peter Pan. If I could only find his hideout, I'd trap him in his lair. But where is it? To the west? No, we've searched that. To the east? We've combed every inch of it. What of the north, sir? No, no, no. Any fool knows the north is all Indian territory. But wait, wait. Those redskins know this island better than I do My own ship. Ah, I wonder. Good morning, Captain. I've got it, Mr. Smee. I've got
8: it. Captain Hook, sir, that's my nose you're twisting.
6: Oh, so it is. Uh, uh, Smee, I found the solution. Tiger lily. The tiger lily, Captain? The Indian princess, the chief's daughter. She'll know where Peter Pan is hiding. But but, but will she talk, Your honor? Oh, a little persuasion might be in order. Now let me see, uh, Boiling in oil? Delightful. Keel hauling? <laughs> lovely, lovely. Or uh, marooning? Oh,
8: you're a sly one, Captain Hook. Sly as lies. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Smee. But marooning, sir, begging your pardon, it ain't what I'd call exactly good form, sir.
6: Good form, Mr. Smee. Blast good form, did Pan show good form when he did this to me, cutting off my left hand? Well, now, Captain, he done it in a fair duel, you might say. Want to take my hand and toss it overboard to, to that crocodile. Boys will be boys, sir. <laughs> Twas but a childish prank. That cursed crocodile fancies the taste of me so well, he's followed me ship ever since, licking his chops for the rest of me. And he'd had,
8: had you by now, Captain, if he hadn't swallowed that alarm clock... But now when he's about, he warns you, you might say with his tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Do it,
6: Mr. Smee. Enough of that infernal sound.
8: But but that ain't me, sir. I ain't talking a tick.
6: Oh, no, no, no. Down down there, look, there
8: in the water. Blast me if he ain't found you again. He's looking right at you, Captain. Top eyed with anticipation, as the poet says. Save
6: me, Mr. Smee. Oh, don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. Here now.
8: Shame on you. Upsetting the poor captain. There'll be no handouts today. Now, shoo.
6: Go on. Shoo. He's
8: backing off, sir. Nothing to fret about.
6: I can't stand it any longer. I can't, I tell you. I can't.
8: Well, now, that being the case, sir, why don't we leave Never Neverland? We ought to be tenant to business, Captain, like sinking ships and slipping gullets. I've told you a hundred
6: times, we don't lift anchor till that wretched Peter Pan hangs from the hard arm. Captain, look, it's him, it's Peter Pan. Peter Pan, a Fair away! Three points so far, Robert Boucher!
8: He's doing it again, sir. Flying, that is. Wonder me, eyes, it is Pan.
6: Headed this way with some more of those scurvy brats. Three of them, sir. Two boys and a girl. Look alive, you swabs! Man the cannon! Oh, I will get him this time, Mr. Smee. That we will, Your Honor. Oh, I've waited years for this. Not counting bank holidays, either. We'll pot him up there like sitting ducks. Oh, what sport? All right, my hearties. Range 42! Range 42! Elevation 65! Elevation 65! Heading out!
3: Heading!
4: Yes, high in the sky, flying over Never Never Land, Peter Pan, Tinker Bell, and the three children were coming to the end of their journey from London. Well, there it is. There's Never Never Land.
5: Oh, Peter. Why, it's just as I've always dreamed it would be. And look, John, Mermaid Lagoon. My Jove. And over there, the Indian encampment. You I see a ship. Captain Hook and the Pirates.
3: Wendy, I, I think something just whizzed by.
5: Cannonball,
7: watch out. Here comes another. Now, where's Tink? Quick, Tink, take Wendy and the boys back to camp. Off they appear and draw Hook's fire.
5: Goodbye, Peter. We'll see you later.
3: Do be careful.
7: Come on, Hook. Here I am. Try and hit me, you you Codfish! Codfish! Codfish!
4: With Wendy, Michael, and John following her, Tinkerbell, the pixie, flew off as fast as she could. Jealous of Wendy, this is her opportunity for revenge. She'll fly on ahead, summon the lost boys, tell them a terrible enemy is approaching and, well, and leave the rest to them. But I'm happy to say that before anything unfortunate occurred, Peter Pan swooped down from the sky to Wendy's rescue. Oh, my
3: goodness, my goodness, goodness.
5: These boys, they were going to hurt Wendy. But why, Peter? Why would the not boys want to help me? I don't
7: know, Wendy, but I'll soon find out. A
5: strange lot, aren't they? They look like boys and they act like boys, but they all have tails.
7: Well, of course they have tails. Now, there, for instance, is Fox Boy. He has the bushiest tail of the lot. Then there's Rabbit Boy, Skunk Boy, the Bear Twins. Well, anyway, there they are. And what a bunch of blockheads you've turned out to be. blockheads,
3: Peter? Huh? I bring you a mother to
7: tell you stories. And this is what I find you doing to her.
5: Well, gosh, Tink said she was a bird. A Wendy bird, a terrible, fierce Wendy bird. Tink said that? And, and she told us that you said for
7: us to, to bust her up. Oh, I see. All right, Tink, come here. You're charged with high treason. Guilty or not guilty? Guilty, huh? Very well. I hereby banish you from Neverland forever.
5: Oh, no, Peter. Not forever.
7: Well, for a week, then. Come on, Wendy. I'll show you the island.
5: Oh, may I see the mermaids first? Mermaid's Lagoon. Who
7: wants to see mermaids? Let's go hunting.
5: Personally, I should prefer to investigate the Aborigines. Yeah, and the Indians, too.
7: All right, boys. While I show Wendy the Mermaid Lagoon, you take John and Michael and go and capture a few Indians. John, you can be the leader.
5: I shall try to be worthy of my post, sir. Very well, men. Forward march. I'm the leader the leader.
4: While John, Michael, and the Lost Boys were out searching for the Indians, Peter Pan took Wendy to Mermaid Lagoon, and it was there, where the lagoon flows out to the river and the river flows out to the sea, that Peter Pan suddenly saw a dreadful sight.
5: Peter, what is it?
4: Out there.
7: Out there on the river.
5: A rowboat.
7: And Mr. Smee at the oars.
5: And, and Captain Hook.
7: Wendy, look. They've got Tiger Lily. Captain Hook has captured the Indian princess. Oh,
5: poor Tiger Lily.
4: They're heading for Skull Rock. Come on, Wendy.
5: I've got to save her
4: yes Hook has captured the indian princess but what of the boys what of michael and john and the lost boys who also were trying to capture some indians well they found the indians all right only something went wrong much to their dismay the indians captured them i don't like this game john i
5: don't like getting all tied up to a totem pole be brave michael here comes the chief.
3: Look, boys.
5: Uh,
6: For many moons, red man fights pale faced lost boys. Sometimes you win, sometimes we win.
5: Okay, Chief, you win this time. Now turn us loose. Turn us loose? You mean, oh, this is only a game. Sure. But well, when we win, we always turn them loose.
6: This time, no turn them loose.
3: <laughs>
5: You're a great spoofer, Chiefy.
6: Me no spoof em. Where you hide, Princess Tiger Lily?
5: Tiger Lily? You mean she isn't here?
6: Stop em kidding around.
3: Well, we don't have her. We haven't even seen her. He Hey, big lie!
6: If Tiger Lily not back by sunset, we burn them boys at stake. Chief, plenty mad! See you again at sunset.
4: Yes, the chief is convinced that the boys have stolen Tiger Lily. But we know better, don't we? Once again, cunning, merciless Captain Hook has struck, kidnapped the poor little princess, and carried her off to Skull Rock. In this huge cave whose floor is the ocean, Hook has tied Tiger Lily to a rock that juts up from the water.
6: And now, my dear princess, just tell me the hiding place of Peter Pan, and I shall set you free. Am I not a man of my word, Mr. Smee? Oh, but always, Captain. <laughs> Pardon me for crossing my fingers. You'd better talk, my dear, for soon the tide will be coming in. The water will rise to the very roof of this cave, and then, alas, it will be too late. <laughs> this is your last chance, Tiger Lily.
7: Beware, Captain Hook. Beware of
3: what you do.
6: Smee! Did you hear that? But, 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 but who, who could it be? The cave's deserted. The injun spirits. It's one of them evil spirits. Stand by the rope, Mr. Smee. I'll reach among the rocks. Evil spirit indeed.
4: The voice, of course, was none other than Peter Pan's. And as soon as Captain Hook had clambered out of sight, Peter went into action. Now watch this, Wendy.
5: Oh, do be careful, Peter. Where are you going?
4: Nowhere. All I'm going to do
7: is imitate Captain Hook's voice. I do it rather well, I think. Listen,
6: Mr. Smee! Can you hear me?
8: Oh, Peter, that's wonderful. Uh, yes, Captain.
6: Release the princess. Take her back to her people. Aye, aye, Captain.
8: Release the princess and... But, 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 but Captain.
6: But me no but, Mr. Smith. Aye,
8: aye, sir. All right, Tiger Lily. Back to the rowboat, my lady. I told him all along you Indians would never betray Peter Pan.
6: And just what do you think you are doing, Mr. Smee?
8: Just what you told me, Cap'n. Carrying out orders.
6: Get her back on that rock, you blithering idiot. And tie her up. Get her back there. Tiny,
8: I wish he'd make up his mind. Let her go, put her back, let her go. Oh,
6: A man's a fool to go to sea.
8: Now watch me fool
7: him again, Wendy. By the time I'm through with Smee, he won't even know his own
9: name.
6: Mr. Smee, just exactly what do you think you are doing? Uh, Putting her back like you said, Captain. I said nothing of the sort.
8: Oh, but but, 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 Captain, didn't you... For the last time,
6: take the princess back to her people, understand? Aye, aye, sir. And one thing more, when you return to the ship, Tell the crew to help themselves to me very best, Rum, and me very best... Peter, look out! It's Captain Hook! Harvey Platt, imitate me voice, will you? Watch this, Wendy. Give
8: it to him, Captain. Clean him to the brisket. Draw your weapon,
6: Pan. At last
7: we meet on even terms. Ah, but you've no room, Captain. You're at a disadvantage. I can
6: stand or fly about, but you? One false step and you plunge into the sea. I'll get you, Pan. I'll skewer your liver at the tip of me... Ah,
8: Captain, look! Mercy, just look at you.
6: What a pity, Mr. Smee, hanging from a rock with only his hook to keep him from falling. I'll get you for this pan if it's the last thing I do. You pushed me off, that's what you did. Look at him, Wendy. A codfish hanging by a hook. I say, Captain, do you
7: hear something? Why, bless me, we have a visitor.
8: Captain, Captain, he's coming up below you. The crocodile, he's snapping at your britches. No,
7: no. Good afternoon, Mr. Crocodile. And do you like codfish? You do? Good. Save me, Spee, save me. Oh, this dreadful, cruel boy. I'm not going to push you off, but I can't save you either. You see, Captain, that rock you're hanging from is about to give way. Help!
6: Swim for it, Captain, Swim.
3: Coming after me!
4: It's just me! It's just me! me? Oh, it was a sight to behold, Captain Hook swimming for his life and the hungry crocodile lunging after him through the boiling water, snapping and grinning hopefully. But reach his ship he did, scrambling up the anchor chain just as the crocodile's jaws crashed behind him. And from the shore came Peter Pan's taunting cry of victory.
3: Curse you,
6: Peter Pan! Curse! You! Curse you!
4: (laughs) But Peter was too busy to listen to the ravings of the frustrated pirate. For he and Wendy now were bringing the Indian princess back to her grateful father. And what of Captain Hook? Had he learned his lesson at last? Well, if anyone thinks so, they simply don't know very much about Captain Hook.
6: Oh, that boy. That wicked, wicked boy. (laughs) Making a fool of me again. Me, you doddering imbecile! Where's me mustard pasta? Where's me footbath? Uh,
8: They're coming, sir, coming. And that's not all I'm bringing you, sir. I've got news from the island. Earth! Oh, dear me! All those nasty gems. What news from the island? Well, just between us, Captain, there's trouble brewing. Woman trouble. Huh? Now, I wouldn't want this to go any further, but the cook told me that the first mate told him that he heard that Pan has gone and banished
6: Tinkerbell. the me. What do I care what the cook said? Did you say Pan has banished Tinkerbell? Aye, aye, Captain. That he is. But why?
8: Well, on account of Wendy, Captain, Tink tried to do her in, she did. Tink's
6: terrible jealous. That's it, me. That's it. Oh, this wonderful news has showed me vapors. Why, a jealous female can be tricked into anything. All we have to do is convince Tinkerbell that we're eager to help her, and the little wins will chart our course straight to Pan's hiding place. Mr. Smee, take the longboat and go ashore.
8: Well, if it's all the same to you, Captain, I'll stay on board and play cribbage with the cook. Devil
6: it, you, Smee. You'll find Tinkerbell and bring her to me, understand? <laughs> bring it to you?
8: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hmm. Well, uh, bless you, Mr. Smee.
3: <laughs>
6: Poor
4: Tinker Bell. Banished by Peter Pan, alone, dejected, she's easily captured by Mr. Smee. And now, back on the pirate ship. And so,
6: my dear Miss Bell, I have invited you aboard my ship to chat with a mutual friend, that dear lad, Peter Pan. <laughs> ah, Mr. Smee, what lovely news! What soul? What feeling?
8: Thank you, Your Honor. Uh,
6: Miss Bell, I want to tell Peter. I want you to tell him that I bear him no ill feeling. Oh, Pan has his faults, to be sure. Uh, bringing that Wendy to the island, for instance. Dangerous business, that. Why, Dame Rumor hath it that already she has come between you and Peter. What's this? Tears, Miss Bell. Ah, then it is true. Let this be a lesson to you, Mr. Smee. Ah, the way of a man with a maid, taking the best years of her life and then casting her aside like like an old glove. It's a bloom and shine, that's what it is. Ah, but we mustn't judge Peter too harshly, my dear. It's that Wendy who's to blame. But we've no choice. We must save the lad from himself. A very good question, ma'am. But how, indeed? You see, we lift anchor come the morrow. We sail away. That's it, Smee. We'll Shanghai Wendy. Oh, bully, sir. Simply bully. Take her to sea with us. With Wendy gone, Peter will soon forget this mad infatuation. Smee, we must go ashore at once, surround Pan's home, and... Oh, but, Captain, we don't know where Pan lives. Great Scott! Me, you've a mind like a steel trap. What's that, my dear? You can tell us where he lives. Hangman's tree. Pan lives in Hangman's tree. Mm, uh, Let me get that straight, my dear. The uh, tree is hollow. One enters the tree, climbs down below the ground, and thence to a cave. That's where he lives, me. With the lost boys. What's that you say? I mustn't harm Peter. My dear, I give you me word not to lay a finger or a hook on Peter Pan. Unique as me, we found him at last. Listen to the little dear. She wants to go back to the island. (laughs) Miss Bell, you've been most helpful. But the only place you're going is is in this lantern. A pretty little prison for a pretty little pixie. Come along, me, Peter Pan's me prisoner this night, or I'm not Captain Hook. Oh, a pirate's oh, life is, is a wonderful, wonderful life
3: a-robing over the, over the sea. sea. Give me a a life of a pirate for me. Oh, the life of a pirate me. for me.
2: Before we go on with Act Three of Peter Pan, I want to say hello again to a young lady who has done most of our acting at Walt Disney Studios, Adrienne Casalotti.
8: How are you, Mr. Cummings?
2: Fine, thank you, Adriana. I know you didn't appear in Walt Disney's newest picture, The Living Desert, but can you tell us something about it?
5: It's such an unusual picture, you know. It's Walt Disney's first feature-length true-life adventure.
2: I understand there are no people in the film.
5: That's right, Mr. Cummings. It was filmed entirely in the Great American Desert, with nature's own creatures making up the cast.
2: I've heard nothing but raves about the photography. Didn't it take two years to film?
5: Yes, it did. It's in technicolor and really magnificent. Wait till you see those battles for survival between desert creatures. There's one especially between a rattlesnake and a hawk that will have you on the edge of your seat, I'm sure.
1: Well, thanks, Adriana, for your movie news. Now, I'd like to introduce you and all our friends to a brand new Lux product. It's Lux liquid detergent. A new product made especially for dishwashing. Not only is Lux Liquid marvelously efficient, but it comes packed in a can, as such a product should be. This can won't break if dropped, and on top it has a dripless spout that puts an end to messy handling. And for all its efficiency and convenience, Lux Liquid is economical. One can will do the work of several boxes of the leading laundry powder. You'll want Lux Liquid in your kitchen. It's the next best thing to a dishwashing machine. We pause now for station identification. This is the CBS Radio Network.
0: Well, on December 21st, 1953, it was the CBS Radio Network. Right now, it's the Good Old Days of Radio show with John Tefteller. We are listening to the original adaptation for the Lux Radio Theater of Peter Pan, the Walt Disney film. A couple things, Uh, if you listen to the voice of Mr. Smee, that's Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson was probably most familiar to uh, people as the voice of Droopy the Dog in the Droopy cartoons. John Carradine, who's playing Captain Hook, started out uh, doing um, a lot of horror films in the 30s and 40s. He was the hunter in The Bride of Frankenstein and appeared as Count Dracula in two of the 1940s Universal uh, shows. The original um, Captain Hook in the cartoon was Hans Conrad, who did all kinds of radio. And I don't understand why he's not in this one, but maybe he had another job that night. So anyway, uh, that's a little bit about uh, what, what you're hearing. Uh, we'll take you back to the world of Neverland right now.
2: curtain rises on Act Three of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook and Bill Thompson as Smee.
4: Well, it's now late at night. On one side of the island of Never Neverland, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, and the pirates sneak stealthily ashore toward Hangman's Tree and Peter Pan's home. The children... I've just returned there from the Indian and Captain. And Wendy's having a little difficulty getting her younger brothers to go to sleep.
5: Now, I don't want to have to tell you again. Take off the war paint and feathers and get ready for bed. Really, Wendy, there are times when you try my patience. Be fine. Me Indian brave. Brave's no sleep. Go for days without sleep. Oh, but, boys, we're going home in the morning. Home? The idea's
3: ridiculous.
5: Oh, Wendy, we don't want to go home. Well, you can't stay. You need a mother. We all do.
3: Aren't you our Mother Wendy? Why,
5: Michael, of course not. Surely you haven't forgotten our real mother. Did she have silky
3: ears and wear a fur coat?
5: Oh, no, Michael. That was Nana the dog. I think I had a mother once. You did, Cubby? What was she like? I forget. I had a white rat. That's no mother. Now, if you'd all be quiet, I'd try to tell you what a mother is. Well, a mother, a real mother, is the most wonderful person in the world. She's the angel voice that bids you good night, kisses your cheeks, whispers,
3: sleep tight. Your mother and mine. Your mother and mine.
5: And that guides you
3: along Whether you're right Whether you're wrong right Your mother and mine Your mother and
4: mine Meanwhile, Captain Hook and the pirates had reached the tree And it's only fair to stay... Two or three of them, hearing Wendy's song, brush bitter tears from bloodshot star
3: Ask your heart to tell
5: you her word. Your heart will say,
3: heaven on earth. For
5: I proposed to leave for home at once. Can I go, too, huh? Me, too, Winnie. Let me go, too. You may all come. I'm sure Mother would be glad to have you. Uh, that is, if Peter doesn't mind. Go on,
7: go. But I'm warning you. Once you've grown up, you can never come back. Never.
5: Well, how do you like that? What's wrong with Pam? Well, Minnie, shall we be off? You'll be back. Goodbye, Peter. And thank you just the same.
4: Quickly, the children ran from the cave, then through the tunnel, up the steps, and out the hollow trunk of Hangman's Tree. And there, surrounding them, is Captain Hook and his wretched crew.
6: Away with the men! Take them back to my ship! And now, Mr. Smee, to take care of Master Pan. He's still down there, Captain. I heard him. The bomb, Mr. Smee. All I have to do now is lower this box containing the bomb down the hollow tree. There we are. <laughs> uh, 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 Captain, wouldn't it be more humane like just to slip Pan's gullet? That it would, Mistress Me. But I've given me word to Tinkerbell not to lay a finger or a hook on Peter Pan. <laughs> and Captain Hook never breaks a promise. Come now back to the ship. Oh! A pirate's life is a wonderful life, a wonderful life line for roaming over, over the sea. Give me a career as a, a bunker, oh, the, the, oh, the, the life of a pirate for me. Oh, the life of a pirate for me. me. And now, Mistress Me. I shall interview the three young ones from Bloomsbury Street.
8: You heard him. Step lightly, he Don't forget bow and curtsy. curtsy indeed. Never.
6: Well, young masters and miss, you've heard me proposition. Either you join me crew or walk the plank. Oh, no, we won't. Peter Pan will save us. Did you hear that, Mr. Smee? Pan will save them.
3: <laughs> I really
6: don't see
5: what's so funny. Then allow
6: me to tell you, dear lady. I left a present for Pan... A sort of surprise package, you might say. (laughs) Present. (laughs) Package, to be sure. (laughs) Why, I can see our little friend at this very moment... ...reading the tender inscription that I wrote upon the box. To Peter,
8: with love, from Wendy. Do not open until six o'clock.
6: What time is it, Mr. (laughs) Smee?
8: Twenty seconds from six, Your (laughs) Honor.
6: (laughs) Could he but see within the package, Miss Wendy... ...he would find an ingenious little device... ...so delicately set... That when the hands of the clock reach six, Peter Pan will be blasted out of Never-Never Land forever. A bomb! Oh, no, no! Fourteen seconds, thirteen seconds,
3: twelve, eleven.
6: Yes, Captain
4: Hook's triumph is at hand. Is there nothing or no one remaining to thwart this evil man? Ah, but there is. Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, the little pixie. Unknown to Captain Hook, Tinkerbell has escaped. And she's flown from the ship swiftly to Peter Pan.
7: Oh, hi, Tank. Hey, I thought I'd banished you. Take a look at this box. Wendy left it for me. Give it to you. I'll stop that. Let go of it. What's the matter with you? Bomb? Captain Hook. Don't be silly. How could Captain Hook. Look, it's smoking. It is a bomb. Stand back, Tank. I'll throw it out of the cave.
6: Uh. And so passeth a worthy opponent, Mr. Smee. A kindly remove your hat.
8: Amen.
6: <laughs> and now, Miss Wendy and gentlemen, which will it be? The pen or the plank?
5: Captain Hook. My brothers and I will never join your crew.
6: As you wish. All right, your pills, rats. Off the plank they go. You may start, Miss Wendy. Ladies first, you know. Goodbye,
5: boys. Goodbye, Goodbye, Wendy. Wendy. Be be brave, won't you? I shall strive to, Wendy.
6: (laughs) Well, she walked a plank, did she not? Straight
8: to the end, and then she jumped. Then, where's the splash? Uh, Captain, n- n- no splash. Not a sound. Not a blooming ripple. Well,
6: go to the rail and look, you idiot. Not a sign of the wind. And no splash.
8: The ship's bewitched.
6: Eh, bewitched, are we? You heard it yourself, Captain. That is, you didn't hear it. She didn't make no splash. So, you want a splash, Mr. Starkey? I'll give you a splash. (laughs) Who's next, you pack of nincompoops? Who else wants to hear a splash? You're next, Hook. This time you've gone too
5: far. It's Peter! It's Peter! And Wendy! He saved Wendy.
6: Captain, look, him and the
8: girl up in the rigging. It can't be. It's his blinking ghost what's talking.
6: Say your prayers, Hook.
8: Ghost indeed. I'll run
6: him through for all of you to see
4: Peter flew down to the deck, sword in hand. First, he slashed the ropes that bound the lost boys together. And as they swarmed across the deck, battling the pirates, Peter engaged the master fiend himself.
7: You'll pay for this, Captain Hook,
4: for what you've done to Wendy and to her brothers to say
7: nothing of the lost boys and Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell? She saved my life. Dead, she escaped. And she means more to me than anyone in the world. So take that, and that, and that.
6: This is no mere boy I'm fighting. he's a demon. Your steel will never touch me. You forget, Hook. I can fly. a flying devil. Then fly, coward. Coward? Me? You wouldn't dare engage me man to man. You fly away like a cowardly sparrow. Nobody calls Pan a coward and lives. I'll fight you man to man. and
7: with one hand behind my back.
6: Cross your heart. You won't fly.
7: Peter, no, no. It's a trick. I give you my word, Hook. Then
6: let's have at it. Insolent youth, prepare to die. Fly,
7: Peter, fly. You're no match for a grown man. No, never. I gave my word.
4: Never. Before or since has mortal man seen such a duel. They fought on the deck, they battled in the rigging, and they parried on the yardarms. And then, pressing his opponent to the rail, Pan at long last touched his steel to the scrawny throat
6: of Captain Hook.
3: Leave us the brisket, no. Peter! Uh-huh. You
6: wouldn't, lad? You wouldn't do an old hook now, would you? I told you before. Say your prayers. Uh, I'll go away forever.
7: And don't look for help from your crew. They've already deserted you. They left this ship in the longboat.
6: Oh, it's a sad day for piracy and crime. Pan, pan, boy. I'll do anything you say. Well, all right, then. I'll
7: spare you on this one condition. If you say you're a codfish. Uh,
6: I'm a codfish.
7: Louder! I'm a codfish.
6: (laughs) All right, Hook. You're free to go and never return.
3: Peter, Peter, look out! Direct you,
6: girl. I almost had him with me,
7: iron hook. This is the end, Hook. I was a fool to trust you. And since you're a codfish, into the sea you go where you belong.
6: The crocodile. No! Smee!
4: (laughs) From the last they saw of Captain Hook, he was still swimming, hotly pursued over the horizon by a very happy crocodile. Hook's ship now belongs to Peter Pan, and the very first command from Captain Pan is directed at Tinkerbell. Well,
7: Tink, we're hoisting the anchor. I hereby order you to sprinkle this entire ship with pixie dust. We're flying down to London.
4: And that's exactly what happened. Full sail to the wind, the ship sped down the Milky Way and over London town. And it left two boys and one girl safely in their home on Bloomsbury Street. But when their parents returned and went up the stairs to make sure their children were
3: asleep...
5: Glad you changed your mind about Wendy. After all, George, she still is a child. Oh,
6: sure, Mary. You know I never mean those things.
5: Well, in the morning we'll tell her she may. George! George, Wendy is not in her bed. Huh? Quickly, dear. Turn up the lamp.
6: Wendy. What on earth are you doing at the window?
5: Asleep, dear? At the window? Oh, Mother we're back back uh, yes father from never neverland
6: never neverland
5: never oh yes but i am
6: uh, am
5: uh, ready to grow up father
6: oh oh well my dear all in good time after all perhaps we were a little hasty
5: oh but it was such a wonderful adventure why we were even kidnapped and kidnapped I... Mm-hmm. and i knew peter pan would save us and he did and we all called him i can huh? <laughs> oh captain hook i mean oh. and then We sailed away on a ship in the sky.
6: Hmm. Mary, I'm going to bed.
5: Oh, Mother, he really is wonderful, isn't he? Look out the window. See how well he sails the ship. Now, dear, there's nothing out there in the sky except... George. George, look. Now what? There, against the moon. Uh,
6: You know, Mary... I have this strangest feeling that I've seen that ship before, a long time ago, when I was a little boy. Yes, Wendy, dear, he really is wonderful. your heart, there's
3: no better time to start. Think of all the joy you find when you leave the world behind and in your care to You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Fly, fly.
1: In a moment, our stars will return. Good morning, Mr. Jones. When you say good morning, does your breath say,
9: Morning
5: mom? Morning mom. Morning loud.
1: If you wake up with that stale, furry taste, it's a cinch you've got bad breath. Some people just mask it. But a smart girl gets rid of it with Chlorodent toothpaste. With Chlorodent, your breath is sweet for hours. That wonderful, clean, fresh Chlorodent feeling tells you so. The reason is Chlorophyll Plus. First, it's got loads of Chlorophyll. Not all toothpaste have so much. Second, it's got a patented polishing agent. According to a great university, it cleans teeth better than any other toothpaste formula. Anti-enzyme? Certainly. One brushing stops dangerous decay acid formations for nine out of ten people for hour after hour after hour. So to get rid of morning mouth, get Chlorident. Then when you say, good morning, your breath says, clean and fresh. And now, Mr. Cummings with our stars. And here they are, Peter
2: Pan and Wendy. (laughs) I mean Bobby Driscoll and Catherine Beaumont. And
5: don't forget John Carradine, who played Captain Hook. Mr. Carradine played my father, Mr. Darling.
2: Of course, children. Mr. Carradine is very versatile. So we cast him as both Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. John Tell Bobby and Kathy about your one-man show.
6: Well, it's called A Carousel of Famous Roles. I do scenes from Hamlet and Macbeth, Julius Caesar. Oh, we
2: certainly want to
5: see the show, Mr. Carradine. You know, I want to study Shakespeare, even if the best roles do go to the men.
6: Well, you fit one role beautifully, Miss Kathy. That's the part of a lovely Lux girl. Why,
5: thank you. I think Lux soap is simply wonderful for your complexion. Don't you, Bobby?
6: Now, how
2: would I know about that? Why don't you ask your girlfriend, Tinker Bell?
5: Okay. Say, Tink...
7: Do you think Lux Soap is the very best complexion care?
5: Oh, what an enchanting voice Tinkerbell has. Oh, Mr. Carradine, listen to that. It's the crocodile after you again.
6: No, Cathy, that's just me watch, <laughs> telling me it's time for us to leave. So, Irving, won't you to tell us about next week's play? Well, John, we thought we'd like to
2: laugh out the old year with a gay and frivolous comedy. So we have chosen Warner Brothers' laugh riot, June Bride. And as our stars, two of Hollywood's most clever artists Brad McMurray, and Joan Fontaine.
5: Oh, we'll just love it, Mr. Cummings.
2: Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, and have a wonderful Christmas.
1: You know, if, if you're anything like me, you've still got Christmas shopping to do. And I'd like to remind you, a woman is always happy to receive extra nylons. They never seem to have too many. And, uh, ladies... When you get those stockings, give them gentle Lux Flakes care. It'll be like getting an extra pair with every pair you're given. Yes, Lux Flakes care can double their wear. 96% of stocking manufacturers recommend Lux care. Now, you who use Lux Flakes for your nylons will be mighty glad to know that the makers of Lux Flakes have come out with a product for dishwashing that's as fine for doing dishes as Lux Flakes are for nylons. It's Lux Liquid Detergent, and it makes doing dishes a lot less work. Lux Liquid's special formula floats grease off plates, literally soaks them clean. But hard as it is on grease, Lux Liquid is mild on the hands. Lux mild. And thrifty. One can will do the work of several boxes of the leading laundry powder. And uh, notice I said one can of Lux Liquid. Yes, it comes in a can that won't break and this can has a wonderful, dripless spout. If you don't think Lux Liquid is the absolute tops, you can have your money back from Lever Brothers, as with any fine Lever product.
2: Once again, the holiday season is here. And may it be a joyous Christmas for you, knowing that at last our country is at peace, and may we continue to pray that the wonderful words spoken on the first Christmas day 2,000 years ago, will prevail throughout the world that they may truly be peace on earth, goodwill toward men. On behalf of the Lever Brothers Company and those of us in the Lux Radio Theater, may I wish you all a very merry Christmas. Lever Brothers Company, makers of Lux toilet soap and Lux liquid detergent, invite you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theatre presents Joan Fontaine and Fred McMurray in June Bride. This is Irving Cummings saying goodnight and wishing you a merry Christmas from Hollywood. Uh-oh.
1: Heard in our cast tonight were Bill Thompson as Mr. Smee, Herb Butterfield as the narrator, Christopher Cook as John, Richard Beals as Michael, Mary Flynn as Mrs. Darling, Billy Bletcher as the Indian Chief, Michael Miller as Cubby, Stuffy Singer as Foxy, Earl Keane as Nana, and Shep Lincoln and Eddie Marr as the pirates. Our radio play was adapted by S.H. Barnett, and our music was directed by Rudy Schrager.
9: Hi there, this is Art Linkletter. I'd like to ask you mothers about baby clothes. Of course, I don't need to remind you that baby clothes are about the hardest things of all to keep clean. Now, they may look clean, but do they smell clean? They will if you wash them with surf. That's right. With surf, you can be sure baby's clothes are clean, clear through. There's no need to worry about a stale, sour smell or an unpleasant medicinal odor because surf-washed clothes have a clean, sunshine freshness. You'll like surf for
5: baby clothes, because when you wash them with surf, mmm, they smell
9: like sunshine. Ah, yes. Surf's great for bibs and diapers, corduroy creepers, and daintiest dresses. And as sure as my name's Art Linkletter, you like all-purpose surf, the safe white detergent for everything you wash. Remember, when you wash them with surf, they smell like sunshine.
1: Lever Brothers Company guarantees you'll be glad you bought the product you heard about on this program, or you can have your money back. This is your announcer, Ken Carpenter, reminding you to join us again next Monday night to hear June Bride, starring Fred McMurray and Joan Fonte. Every Thursday evening, Lieber Brothers Company brings you the Lux Video Theater. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is the CBS Radio Network.
0: And that was the Lux Radio Theater production of Peter Pan from right around Christmas time, actually December 21st, 1953, complete with all the original commercials so that you have. Uh, no longer have bad breath and can wash your dishes just right and everything else. Uh, this is the good old days of radio show. I'm John Tefteller, your host, and we are presenting the absolute best in old time radio shows vintage radio drama, variety, comedy, and horror. On Tuesday nights, uh, we are doing the variety shows, which is what you just heard, with Peter Pan. Thursday night, they'll be the next of the scary horror-type shows. So if that is more your cup of tea than a a children's cartoon adventure, then tune in Thursday night and get yourself scared for the evening. Um, We are trying with this program to present to you the very, very best programs from the old time days of radio. Um, you heard a live audience on that show and you heard live music and all that uh, was done was done live over the radio. They did rehearse it ahead of time. They had a dress rehearsal and they had several table, what they called a table read but when the light went on and it was time to go on the air, it was live from start to finish, and, and they usually did it with no mistakes. Every once in a while, you'll hear a little something. I didn't hear anything in this particular show, but every once in a while, they, they did make a mistake, but usually it was they were professionals, and it would go from start to finish with no errors whatsoever. It was very, very well done. Very high budget on the Lux Radio Theater to bring in the original actors to license the program from Disney Corporation. and. And uh, it was it was a full A class A production all the way through. So thanks for uh, tuning in. You can check out our Facebook group, The Good Old Days of Radio Show. You can give your feedback, ask questions, which I can answer on a future show, and converse back and forth with other um, old time radio fans. Please tell all your friends. Uh, you can share this. I think with other. Um, other people. So please spread this around, get other people to listen, and um, we'll have a a growing audience here, and people will get to hear a lot of these great old programs. And these are coming right off the original masters, right off the original transcription discs, for the most part. Um, They're not uh, multi-generation copies, they're the best in the world. So it's my pleasure to bring you this material as I have done off and on for the last 40-some years of my life. So until Thursday, or until next week, depending on when you hear this and what you want to hear, this is John Tifteller saying Goodbye.